It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson's still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we have breaking news, and a lot of it surprising for this day of the week, that you would get this much news right as the Jets are ready for their season finale in a game that really doesn't matter in terms of playoffs because the Jets can't get into the playoffs. So to discuss this breaking news, we bring in our friend who is the co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, what's up, brother? Uh, not too much, man. Another season down the drain. And why not punctuate that, Nick, with Joe Flacco starting against the Miami Dolphins in the season finale tomorrow because that's what's going to happen. The announcement has come that Mike White will not be playing, and we'll get into more of the specifics on the injury in a little bit. But Joe Flacco gets the start. You and I agree Zach Wilson should not see the field the rest of the season. But one thing that I do think is curious, and I think you tweeted this from U Stadium's account, Flacco starting makes sense, sacrifice him to the Wolves, who cares at this point? But why is Zach Wilson dressing? Joe Flacco could very easily get hurt back there behind what we're going to get into in a second as far as the offensive line. And then Zach Wilson's right out there, and the whole point was you wanted him to not play so there would be a reset in the offseason. If he ends up getting thrown out there, that messes everything up. Why not just dress Chris Strebler, and then that way if something happens to Flacco, Strebler goes in. The game doesn't mean anything anyway at this point. So I don't really understand the decision to dress Zach Wilson, but Joe Flacco gets in there due to the injury to Mike White. That makes sense. This is not exactly the dream matchup we were hoping for in Week 18, but it's what we got. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you were like, "Oh, you know, I can't that that week a team game could be awesome. It could be, you know, Mike White and Tua winner gets into the playoffs." And now it's like, could you have worse quarterbacks playing? Um, this a season that was like so fun and promising, you know, a few weeks ago. It's now it's one of those, you know, I can't wait for this to end. You know, it's just get get to the finish line and just get it over with. So. Um, I wonder, you know, the more I sat and thought about it with the dressing Zach, it's almost like you kind of have to because he's the only other quarterback on the roster. Like, Strebler's still on the practice squad, so I'm sure he's going to get activated Saturday. Um, and if something happens to Flacco, then my guess is they would probably go to Strebler. I mean, I'm not, I don't have any info on that, but it's just kind of like, how can you say all those things about Zach Wilson? And, you know, I'd rather, you know, I want him to go to the beach and, uh, you know, read a book and it's more about 2023 and then you know you're a Joe Flacco snap away from having to like embarrassingly play him on Sunday so m- my thought is they'll, they'll activate Trevor from the practice squad um, Saturday uh, when they when you know when the, when the moves have to be made and then he'll he'll dress like he did the past few weeks and if something happens to Flacco he'll probably just 
they'll probably just run the Strebler offense and get the game over with as uh, quick as possible. More information on the quarterback situation from Robert Sala. He says, Mike White is just in a lot of pain. End of the half, he took a hit against Seattle that caused additional pain to his ribs. Sala said that the reason he's going with Flacco over Wilson is that the focus for Wilson is on 2023. Why Flacco over Strebler? It's because, according to Salah, Flacco gives the Jets a better chance to win. We'll get into Mike LaFleur's comments from the other day in a second, Nick, but Salah himself talking about it and the idea that maybe in retrospect, Zach Wilson should have sat for a season and learned. Salah says that Wilson earned the starting job in training camp in 2021. Talking about Joe Flacco, Robert Salah said he's like a Ford pickup truck. May not appreciate him in September and October, but you really appreciate him when the weather turns nasty. Got to be honest, Nick, if I was Ford, I'd consider suing for defamation for that statement. <laughs> and and, and how, how can, and this is troubling, by the way, this week of... So Sala kind of reverted back to like the beginning of the year for Sala this week with with his comments. Because um, you remember the, the the receipts and other stuff he was saying after the week one loss to Baltimore, and that was like at a time where I was like, this this guy's a fool. Like maybe he's not the 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 coach. And then um, you know they did a pretty good job on the field, and he kind of shut his mouth throughout the year and handled the press conferences better. But he reverted back to like old Salah this week with his comments and this one specifically with pr- pretty much saying Flacco's a, a guy who you wanted in there at this time of the year. Well, what happened three weeks ago when Flacco could have played against a, lot, a softer part of the schedule at home against the Lions and Jaguars, but you put a guy in, in Zach Wilson who you had no faith in out there to play two huge games and then a game in Detroit where if Flacco plays and, you know, he may a few more plays in Wilson, you win that game. So, like, what are we talking? Like, what what's this guy Salah saying? He can't help himself, but like, you know, he's he's he, he's better. He better watch out. Seriously, like, if he if they go out and they they shit the bed, which they probably will on Sunday, and, and it gets ugly, and Woody Johnson was out of practice this week, and I'm sure he'll be in in the stands in Miami. If it's if it's another ugly loss, and this guy can't help but bury himself further, like a Joe Judge situation last year. Because Joe Judge was going to come back, they they had all the all the plans to bring him back, but he he ran himself out of his out of the town with his mouth. Salah's kind of like borderline doing that right now, so he he better he better cool it, man. The the, the best thing he could do right now is just not to fill his his media obligations, talk about the game, how twenty twenty three we're excited for the young talent, blah blah blah. Um, you know, we had a frustrating loss, a frustrating stretch at the end of the year. You know, we think we're going to be a much better and com- competitive team next year and get out of there. Don't don't keep running your mouth because you can you – know, we all know Woody Johnson's got some – you know, he's got no problem going in there and, and cleaning the house with Salah, so you better be careful. I don't think it's a comparable situation to Joe Judge, honestly. I think part of the problem with Joe Judge is that the players hated his guts by the time it was over with. The players seem to like Salah unless Woody Johnson – goes and gets somebody like Jim Harbaugh, which he could. We know that in the past, Woody Johnson has back-channeled to both Harbaugh brothers and been rebuffed. 
if this time he goes to Harbaugh and gets a sense that Harbaugh is interested and is able to get him to the table, then maybe you're looking at something that could happen there. But other than that, I don't think that Robert Sala is going anywhere unless something insanely egregious happens. I also don't think that Sean Payton is going to be coming here for a variety of reasons. Number one, I don't think he would want to come here. Number two, I don't think the Jets would be looking to give up the compensation that the Saints would demand for Sean Payton on top of it. So I think unless it's a Harbaugh situation, Sala probably comes back for another year. Mike White, you hope, comes back as the backup because he's really earned the respect of the locker room, the coaching staff, and the fans. And he's shown you that when he's healthy, he can play. He's not a starter, but he's certainly a capable backup. And he talked about what's going on with his injury. He's got five broken ribs, including one from an old injury. Tried to battle through it this week. Didn't feel right yesterday. Quote, I just can't do what I want to be able to do. Guys don't deserve that. Guys deserve someone who can go out and play full blast. White on whether or not he believes he can be the Jets' starter next season. I do have an immense amount of confidence in myself, and I do view myself as a starter in this league. Whether that happens here or not, we'll wait and see. So the best comments that I think you can make, like I said, you got to admire the guy's toughness. He gave the Jets everything he had. But in the end, A, it wasn't enough, and B, obviously he's hurting so bad that he can't even go out there. So instead it'll be Joe Flacco, but I would like to see Mike White back here in a backup role next season. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it's impossible not to like White. I mean, I think we, not to make excuses for the, the terrible game on Sunday, but we all can tell he was, the, the ribs were bothering him. He couldn't, he couldn't get any kind of rip on the ball. Um, you know, he was, he was, he saw some flinch, which you normally didn't see from him. Um, and, and he was also wearing that military grade vest underneath. So, uh, he clearly wasn't, you know, he should probably shouldn't have been playing on Sunday, but you knew the jets weren't going to let anybody else start. And he wasn't going to let anybody else start that game if he was cleared. So, um, unfortunately, you know, he just, just looked like a shell of himself out there, but. Um, yeah, you, you love everything. Like Mike White is, is like the perfect backup the, everybody likes playing for him. He's tough. He says all the right things. Um, he's supportive of whoever's starting, you know, you'll see him out there on Sunday. I'm sure, you know, cheering on Flacco on the sideline, like he did Zach against, uh, Detroit. So yeah, if they can make it work and the money's right, like, I don't think you're going to be, if it's anything where you start talking about like high end backup money. I don't know if, especially if the Jets are going to be paying a starter, like a Derek Carr or Garoppolo or somebody like that. Um, I'm not sure how excited they'll be about paying Mike White, you know, $10 million or, or something like that. But yeah, if the money, if the money works out, he's, he's in my opinion, one of the better backups. So I'd love to have Mike White here and he's, he's better than Zach Wilson. And I'd rather, if you ask me which quarterback I'd rather have on my roster, it's, it's clearly Mike White. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. I don't think that Mike White's going to get major money. I think a lot of Jets fans don't understand the way other teams view Mike White. Again, he's only played a handful of games. He's looked good in some of them, in others not so great. He's had his fair share of injuries at this point. I don't think he's getting big-time backup money. Teddy Bridgewater makes $6.5 million. I don't even think he'll get that much. Maybe Mike White gets 4 or $5 million. If that's the case, you feel comfortable with him. If you're the coaching staff, go ahead and bring him back. But I'll tell you who's not going to feel comfortable on Sunday, and that is Joe Flacco behind this offensive line that is going to be a makeshift offensive line for what feels like the 17th week in 
a row. And if you're doing what I'm doing over at prizepicks.com and the prizepicks app, which is, of course, playing in their daily fantasy matchup against the prizepicks player projections, and you're going to probably want to avoid all the players on the Jets this week. You might want to go with guys like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. I know Skylar Thompson is playing, but those guys are always dangerous. I actually really like Raheem Mostert. In this game tomorrow He did very well in the game against the Jets last time I think he's going to do well again this time And so if you agree with me And you want to pick Raheem Mostert or anybody else Just go to prizepicks.com In the prizepicks app And you pick 2-6 to six players if they beat their prizepicks player projections You can win up to 25 times The amount of money that you put in You don't play against anybody else Just against the prizepicks player projections Use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up, and you'll get your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. If you put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code PLAJ, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Nick, like I said, this is going to be a tough one for anybody trying to put up production for the Jets tomorrow because you've got Cedric Abohi, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Dan Feeney, and Mike Remmers as your starting offensive line since. There will be no Nate Herbig, there will be no Dwayne Brown, and there will be no George Fant. It's possible all three of those guys have worn a Jets uniform for the final time because both Herbig and Fant are free agents. I think Herbig is probably more likely to be brought back than Fant. And Dwayne Brown could very well retire. So you're looking at a situation where the only two guys that have played in every game this year were Tomlinson and McGovern. They will play again. McGovern, this could be his final game as a Jet too because he's a free agent. So of the guys that are on the Jets offensive line right now, the only one that you would say is a pretty safe bet to come back next year is Lake and Tomlinson. And it's not because of how good he was because he wasn't that good this year. It's because of the amount of money the Jets are on the hook to him for. I do think they'll try to restructure him based on his... His caliber of play this season and how disappointing it was but it just shows you all the bad luck the Jets have had with the offensive line this year how much work they have to do in the offseason and really what they've had to overcome especially since Brees Hall's been gone because Brees Hall was able to find ways to produce without that high caliber offensive line but once they were gone and once Brees Hall was gone this entire season really started to slide down the drain yeah it's kind of unheard of on, on how unlucky they were with injuries on the offensive line. I mean, this is what the, the, the sixth starter starting, you know, tackle rotation that they're on now, maybe more. I don't know. You're right. Like the only, only guys who played the whole season were Tomlinson and McGovern. And um, at this point, it's like, maybe you even bring back McGovern because he was available and, and, you know, it's more than we could say about anybody else. So it's, uh, I think, you know, outside of the quarterback, I think the offensive line is going to be the, the highest priority uh, rebuild that the Jets do in the offseason. And, and obviously you'll get AVT back, which is great. Um, you know, you hope Mitchell's back. And then obviously the, you know, the, I don't want to make a weight joke, but the, uh, what's the, 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 the 10,000, whatever, the Makai Becton situation. Um, who knows? You can't depend on him as a starter, but if he is healthy and he's in shape, I mean, that's a, it's a great, it's a great thing to have. So it's uh you know, you hope that Dwayne Brown does retire because you can save uh, you can save some cap space, and obviously Fan will be back. Um, they did have some guys who did play well in spots that you could bring back as depth, like you mentioned. Even Cedric Aboye played pretty well, you know, in, in spots. I thought he was I thought he was better than Fan all season long. Um, but you know, again, you're not going to go into the off season with any kind of like, you know need to sign a guy like him and bring him back. But there's a lot of work to be done 
on the line. And you would, you would assume that the first overall pick, which is, you know, going to be anywhere between 10 and like 16 or 17, that's going to be used on the offensive line, unless you make a massive trade for like an Aaron Rodgers. But, um, you know, realistically, it's probably going to be an offensive tackle there. And then maybe in, even in round two or three, they look to upgrade the interior of the offensive line at, at center or, the, you know, or even another guard spot if you want to kick Farrah Tucker out to t- tackle. But, um, you know, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be some, some moves there for sure. Uh, but I don't think they're, the offensive line is is as bad as maybe some make it out to be. It's just you were so unlucky with injuries. Nick, last order of business, Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, spoke at length the other day. Here's what he had to say on the fact that the Jets only scored four touchdowns in their last five games. Disappointing on many levels. Took full responsibility. Said that he's got to look inward. They've got to find a way to get things fixed. LaFleur wouldn't say why James Robinson hasn't had a role the last few weeks, but did allude to his injury from last year and that maybe the Jets didn't think he was all the way recovered from it, not at full speed. He said Robinson is, quote, a big part of the Jets' plans going forward. Remember, Robinson is a restricted free agent, so the Jets could match any offer that comes his way. And based on what happened this year, I don't expect him to get major offers. So if the Jets want Robinson back next year, they should be able to bring him back without it being much of a problem. LaFleur said the last month sucked, but the team will have to grow from it. Talking about job security and people whispering about him potentially getting fired, he said he's growing up in the coaching business. His dad's been fired. His brother's been fired. It's a production-based business. He's got to produce. Or, just like everybody else, he'll be out the door. On Zach Wilson through two years, he said that the team hasn't done their job with him. A frank admission and also a sad one, but it's obvious to anybody who's been watching. LaFleur did say, and I alluded to this before, Nick, that in hindsight it would have been better for Wilson to sit and watch a veteran as a rookie. That was the first time anybody acknowledged that, and Robert Sala directly contradicted it. So very strange situation there involving LaFleur and Sala. LaFleur also was asked why he believes he's the right man for the job. He declined to advocate for himself, but said, My words don't matter. He said he gives everything he's got to the organization, and if that's not good enough, so be it. We'll come, we'll grind until they don't allow us to come in and grind anymore. I don't know that that's an answer that fans are going to like, but the bottom line is Mike LaFleur is being as candid as he can be. Acknowledge that he didn't do a great job this season, and I'm sure he knows that the heat is on him in 2023. Some people are speculating that he's going to be forced out. I think it's much more likely that Rob Calabrese walks the plank for this and the Jets will go out and get a different quarterback coach, somebody with a more seasoned track record. I think LaFleur probably comes back. But if the Jets offense gets off to a really rough start, do not be surprised if LaFleur is fired before the end of next season. He knows he's got to produce in 2023. He knows he's got to produce right away. He's not a foolish man, whatever you think of his coaching skills. And I'm sure that'll play into what the Jets decide to do at quarterback this offseason. Yeah, and, and I actually appreciate a lot more of what LaFleur said this week than Sala. I thought Sala was goofy. I thought he was like completely out of touch. I think LaFleur gave you some honesty, which is good to hear. I think recognizing and even if it even if it does nothing for you the fact that he said that about Wilson not starting if 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 all that does is puts out there how poorly the Jets and not him not LaFleur because it's he's certainly not the first one to do it but if all that does is pretty much puts a uh you know 
you know, put, puts out there that this organization screws up the quarterback develop, development every chance they get, then that's a great thing. You know, I think it's good that someone in the organization had the balls to come out and say it because he's right. And what Salah said is laughable that he earned the job. He was given the job the day he was drafted with uh, James Morgan and, and a unknown Mike White at the time. So the fact that those are two only guys and then they had to like beg Joe Flacco in November to come around. Um, so, so the fact that Salah went out and contradicted just, just proves like what a weird week for Salah it's been with the media. Um, so I, I appreciate LaFleur saying some of the things that he did and, hundred percent. It does start with him because if you just look at statistically, like you know, numbers don't lie. This this offense is is pitiful. They haven't they haven't had a starting quarterback throw for over ten touchdowns in three seasons, and two of those are with Michael Floor. Um, so yeah, it, it obviously isn't working. Yeah, the quarterbacks that they have personnel wise are terrible, um, but I think at this point in the NFL in sixteen you know, seventeen games, you can't throw for over ten touchdowns. I mean you probably shouldn't be in this league anymore. So statistically it, it calls for a complete overhaul of the entire room. And that's quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, receiver coach, running back coach, the quarterbacks, the personnel. Uh, if you're just looking strictly on numbers, um, I know numbers can be skewed, but you can't, you can't make up the fact that you can't even throw for 10 touchdowns in, in this league where, I mean, guys are throwing for 400 yards four touchdowns a week and, and you're not even blinking at it anymore. Um, so that is embarrassing, honestly, to look at those numbers and, and realize where we are currently at in 2022 and we're still putting up numbers like we were running the wishbone or something. So I think LaFleur, I think LaFleur personally can be a good football coach somewhere. I don't know if it's ever going to be here. I don't know if it's going to be the style that, calls for playing in the Northeast with the Jets. I just think, you know, there, there's been some games where, where it worked. I mean, if you take a look at the game plans for that Chicago game, and I know Chicago is terrible, but that was a, a picture perfect game plan from, from start to finish the, you know, the quick releases of Mike white, getting receivers open, the mix and match of personnel, the run game, uh, you know, pushing the ball down the field a little bit. And then you go and you watch just how he handles, like in Minnesota, he handles personnel. It couldn't have been worse. So there's there's some things that you like about a Michael Floor. You like he's he's young, he's modern, he does want to throw the ball. Um, so you know, I know fans. We've complained sometimes our our coordinators are too uh, conservative, and we want to play 2022 style of football. And then you have a guy on the floor. What's like? Why don't we run the ball more? So you just need to find a guy. I think it's so important to get somebody with some experience in here. And if you are keeping LaFleur, like you mentioned, Calabrese probably, you know, falls on the sword here. Um, that's fine. But I do think you need to bring in a, a veteran voice. And if LaFleur is, is turned off by that and doesn't want anybody, then you probably could move on from LaFleur. And, you know, you just, you can't bring back the same personnel and the same staff that you've thrown out there for two years because it's not only it's been bad, it's, it's, it's really, it's embarrassing to look at and like call yourself a jet fan and waste our waste. I almost dropped an F bomb. I try to at least not say that on here, <clears throat> waste 18 weeks of the year watching this team and like have to, at the end of the year, sit back and, and excuse what you've just watched when other teams, you know, can throw the ball around with no regard. So 
you, you can, if you're especially Woody Johnson, who's now at least on alert of what's going on here. Cause because, because he, in his mind, there's talent here. Dayball is in year one. He just saw the giants go and make the playoffs. So he's at least, I think that's waking him up a bit. You know, you can no longer ride the rebuild conversation. So I think now people have to start being held responsible. You can't kind of just get by with, Oh, there was no talent. We're still in developing, you know, blah, 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 all that. I think now it's a results. I think it's about results. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's big offensive changes. Nick Spano, co-founder of U Stadium. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the breaking news with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out everything that U Stadium has to offer, including the takes feature, go ahead and tell them how they can do that because with the takes feature, they can make money without risking any of their own, and that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. You can follow us on all social platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok, which I don't know anything about, but there's some of our younger guys working on there. Um, it's at U Stadium, um, and you can download U Stadium app on iOS if you want to try the takes feature on Android as well. Just shoot us a DM with your username. We'll give you some free points to make your first take. I think there's a take up there that the Jets uh, acquired Derek Carr, so that's a that's a cool one. If you think they do, you can even just agree with it. You don't have to make a take. If you want to try and make your own take, go ahead say. You know, say Michael Floor gets fired. Um, you just put a point value on it. Other people on the app will agree or disagree, wager their points, and if you win, you can cash out. So it's a really cool feature. It's a cool way to kind of prove that you know what you're talking about, put some money where your mouth is, um, and you're not worried about betting, betting the house and Vegas lines and all that stuff, and you don't have to be some skilled uh, gambler to, to make some money. So uh, shoot us a DM on Twitter or on Instagram. Let us know your Stadium app username. You can get it in the app store, the Google play store, and we'll, uh, we'll get your first take, uh, handled and we'll, we'll put the, put the first point value down for you. So really no risk there. Go get yourself some points over at U stadium. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet YouTube channel on playlikeajet.com. Some great statistical work from Haley English and on the play like a jet YouTube channel. Some awesome all 22 breakdowns. Watch our videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the play like a jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes along way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in the new york jets podcast and content you know where to go let's play like a jet digital play like a jet.com